before we get started, I wanted to say hashtag heels behind the desk. That's Rob Freckety, UPS man uh, extraordinaire, came up with that. Number two, Shelly is an incredible therapist. Um, we're going to have all of the comments of how to get in touch with her. Um, but I want to make sure that you guys know something. I am blessed enough because my husband works for UPS, we have really great health insurance. So we use Teladoc and I do preventative mental health. And now, listen, I need it too. So I'm jumping in every Friday with my therapist, Blake, and it's wonderful. I spend almost an hour with him. It's covered by insurance. I understand that not everybody has that. It's only $85. So I'm going to say, as somebody in the medical industry, at this time, if you need therapy and you find somebody that does telehealth or teletherapy, First of all, let's try to help everybody else and keep them in business. So pay the full $85 if you have it. Don't try to like, you know, get that number down. I was going to say a very New York term right now, but I won't do that. Hustle. Okay. Ask for that discount. Ask if you could do a payment plan. Um, COVID-19, we're all supposed to be helping each other. So it's only $85. So maybe, I don't know, like you don't order from Santa Fe or seaweed, or Tijuana Flats, or Christino's, or E&E, or Starbucks. But let me tell you, I'm going to get me some Starbucks later this afternoon. We're going to get a puppuccino. We're going to go to the Palenzuela Park. And we're going to have the dog and a puppuccino. But don't have that for a little while. Get your mental health right. Okay? Namaste. Thank you, Shelly. And here's the episode. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. I could not be happier on World Health Day to have the wonderful therapist that is joining me today, Shelly Haldi. How did I do, Shelly? Uh, excellent. It was a little slow, a little slow in the delivery, but I did it. I'm moving my chair. So um, before we get started, I want to let you guys know that um, Shelly and I I'm just going to call you Shelly, okay? Because your name is, your last name is almost as hard as mine, Feckety. Oh my God, I could never say, I know, I always wondered how to say it. Everybody is. They're like Feckete, Feckete, Feckete. <laughs> yeah, so you and I have that in common already. Yes, we do. So I have never met Shelly, only online, only on Facebook, and um, found out today that she never received the book that I was supposed to mail. And I'm so glad that she told me that. And um, I wrote a book about mental health, and I am so glad to have a therapist on, a professional therapist on, that is currently doing telehealth, that is going to help so many people through this COVID-19 temporary new normal, because, because I have to interview after this for the Broken Road to Mental Health Facebook page, my dear friend that is in Norway, who lost her son to suicide the day before I released my book. So we never knew that we were going to be put in each other's lives because mm. it was a business thing at first to spiritually grow together. And I have never met you, but I've always been so appreciative that you've kind of jumped in and you've commented. And um, when I see that, I know it's like, I know from just virtual that like you are my people. Amen. <laughs> but today was our first conversation. So first I want to thank you so much for joining us. I'm so glad to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So mental health, 
pretty important to talk about today, isn't it? Yes. I have been sober for 25 years, and I just shared this with you, that I have been preparing mentally without knowing I was preparing mentally for times such as these. So I have so much empathy for people that have not done the internal work for when the crisis comes. Because if I was 25 years ago, when I was in my worst and deepest, darkest moments of depression and wanting to leave the earth, I would not... I would not know how to get through this. So I am putting on that hat today, along with, you know, the hashtag heels behind the desk that my husband came up with, my UPS essential worker, to really have um, a natural conversation. I'm so grateful to, to be able to speak to a therapist because I believe in what you do. I believe in mental health therapy. I believe that we all need somebody to talk to. And with telehealth now and what opportunities that you can bring, I'm just so grateful. So why don't you tell the audience who you are, what you do, where you come from, or whatever it is that you want to say. Go ahead. Shelly Haldy, licensed mental health counselor. I've been in the field um, since I was 25. So I guess that's when I'm 57 soon to be 58. And damn good girl. Thank you. It's all the green shakes I'm drinking. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I have to say in the, over the 30 years that I've been in the field, I think this is the hardest. This is the hardest for me. Um, I spoke with a client the other day that lost, um, a good friend of hers. He was in his fifties to COVID and um, she said the hardest thing was that she could not mourn with her, his wife because she was quarantined. And that to me, I mean, we've taken, it's this virus, I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad that we have this virus, to be honest with you, because it's taking away from our human connection. And so she could not be with her friend. And so you know, I mean, in times of grieving, we need each other. We need that hug. Um, <clears throat> social distancing is really hard, very hard to do. Um, so I think that piece, I, like I said, I think this is the hardest time for me um, because I don't just see my clients over telehealth and then go to bed and have a dinner and go to bed or go work out. It's on my mind 24 seven. Yeah. Why? Because I care. I mean, I care about people. And I think, did I give them as much as they needed? Did I do what I was supposed to do? Um, Are they going to be okay? Are they going to get COVID-19? Yeah, it's a very, very tough time. And I feel for all of the healers, you know, when I decided to do this show over the weekend, when when I decided, because I've been putting... Oh, thank you. I've been I've been doing a daily podcast since I don't know the beginning of March, sometime, mm-hmm. and I thought it's just not enough because um, <clears throat> I have great access to the healthcare uh, community, mm-hmm. and I get to have these comforting conversations when I need them myself. And then I also have um, my twelve step recovery group that I have access to. I have so much access, yeah. and the people that don't have that. 
I worry about deeply. And you know, my mom said the other day, um, and it's, we're so much alike. She said, uh, she said, it's not me so much that I'm worried about, but it's, it's everybody else and, and all of the, the doctors and the nurses and, you know, the janitors that are cleaning the hospitals. It's mm-hmm. for the empaths, for the people that really, you know, we, our hearts, I feel like could explode for others. Yes. Very, very, yeah, very, very difficult. And I'll, I'll share with you too, my, um, my sponsor in New York, um, she just lost her brother-in-law to COVID-19. And that's exactly what she said. She said, the worst part is that I can't hug my sister. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's a tough time. So I'm going to, I want to take a breath with you. I do think that it is a great time for all of us to take a breath. (sighs) You know, I get up and I exercise and I meditate. But when I have these conversations, I'm like, oh, how much can we help? What can we do? So that's why when you sent me that message yesterday, I'm like, I keep saying, you know, my clients come first. Well, no, <laughs> like mental health, number yeah. one. Yeah. And today, Absolutely. being World Health Day, you know, uh, April 7th, my goodness, if we don't all start taking care of our mental health, uh, our physical health, no matter what, is going to be affected. Mm-hmm. So I'm so, as, as much as I'm, you know, the ugly cry, as I call it, and Oprah, mm-hmm. you know, she's a friend of my head. Uh, I, I have been, you know, kind of dying to have, um, a therapist on the show first. So thank you. And thank you for doing telehealth. So I want, you know, I was blessed and I was uh, interviewed by Jack Harris this morning. Thanks to my good friend, Lissette Campos, who arranged that because I want to bring as much attention to the show as possible. And I was talking about telehealth, teledentistry, teletherapy, tele everything. And I just started, I didn't know COVID-19 was coming, but in March, the beginning of March, I said, what can I do to, because everybody's like, oh, you know, it's weird to go to a therapist. I don't want anybody to think there's anything wrong with me and all the stigma that goes on. Right. Right. So I said, I'm going to do preventative telehealth. I'm going to start myself. And I feel it's not like I needed it. I felt at the time. But then this hit, and I'm like, I'm sure I'm glad that I'm, I'm talking to my friend Blake on Fridays. And uh, you having telehealth right now is huge. So yeah. I know that, tell me what you were telling me before about um, how it wasn't easy for you to get started on that. Oh, I started, I can't tell you. This is um, my third attempt at doing telehealth. I tried it a couple of years ago, because I have a license in Colorado as well. So I thought that I would do some telehealth, reaching out to clients in Colorado and practice using that license. And I thought, let me just try it. So we got everything set up and um, I started talking with my current clients and I said, what, would you ever do telehealth? No, they said, we like sitting in the office and you know, um, we like that one-on-one, you know, in person. And so anyway, I have to agree with them. 
Um, however, I was forced into, like many of us, to, to do it. I don't have a choice. I'm not gonna infect my clients. I don't wanna get infected. And, um, you know- I'm You not- wanna save others and keep people healthy and, and flatten the curve. That's right, that's right. That's exactly what I wanna do. Great. So I was forced into doing it. And the one thing, Sharon, that I can say that has um, happened is the first day that I did it, I thought, how am I gonna get all this technology stuff together? My husband's the IT person, not me. Anyway, it we had a few glitches and then it was like doing therapy in the office. If you have a skill, it's gonna come through, whether you're in person, whether you're in the dark, whether you're on a computer, Absolutely. a phone. That's the skill that God has given you or given me, whatever skill you have. Um, so it just comes forth. All those skills that I do in person, I do it over telehealth. Right. So um, I, I mentioned this to you, and I mentioned this on the radio today, and I'm going to keep mentioning it because I'm dying to get this through to my doctors as quickly as possible. And I try <clears throat> to make these comparisons. Um, I learned uh, from Gary Vaynerchuk, who I believe is Vaynerchuk, who I believe is the best social media in your face kind of person, you know, and this whole thing of being from New York, you know, it helps some, most times, sometimes people can't handle it. You can handle the truth. But the truth is this, once people get used to this, they're never going back. I agree with that. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I can hop out of bed, get a cup of coffee, put myself together and I don't even get in, you know, so there's some comforts of having, I can put a hat on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm wearing my UPS shirt and I have my frumpy shorts on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's this part, you know? <laughs> That's it. All yeah. of us women have to worry about now is the top, not so much the bottom. That's right. That's so right. I'm hoping that, you know, anything I eat that's bad distributes to my butt because nobody's going to see it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so um, I want I to just stay on that for a second because I, I really think that people need to understand. Um, and I will give you an example, the same one I gave to the Jack Harris uh, WFLA show this morning. I, my stepson is 16 and he's on Accutane. Mm-hmm. And um, I, we were doing telehealth. They didn't offer it, first of all. I had to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. But that's a problem. People need to offer it because if we can flatten this curve really quick, that means we stay home and we do these things. We need to maintain preventative health care because insurance companies don't want to pay for prevention, right? right. Well, we're going to force that, okay, right. by doing this. So um, I called, and not and it's going to take a while. Okay, let's just get people. Let's just get people on telehealth first. So he has this visit with the doctor, and it was, it was sorry, it was three minutes long. It was a twenty dollar copay for three minutes. So I want all of you to do the math on that one. So here's who it benefits: mom. Dad, whoever's taking the kid, stepmom, whoever's going to take the child to the office, um, the doctor, the waiting room, people that are afraid of germs in an office, all of the things that I've heard running medical practices, gone. So I'm putting a plea out for you as 
this wonderful woman who has put it into her practice that the faster people start getting into telehealth, the better off everybody's going to be because not let's think of a global perspective. If you want to really help the world as it is today, which is what's happening, mother earth is thrilled with what's happening. Us not getting in the car and driving to the office, less CO2 going into the atmosphere, you know, we're going to do wonders with this disruption in the hardest time that we've ever had. Yes, agreed. So your telehealth, I'm sure in the beginning it was difficult to get accustomed to, but what, has, what, what benefit has it offered to your patients? Continuity of care. Yes. Continuity of care. Um, you determine the medical industry, everybody. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's wonderful um, because now the clients that I, you know, seeing in the office, we just transfer over to the computer. Yes. And I thought that it would be like um, millennials would hop on it and say, oh, they loved it. Yeah. But they're the ones that really would rather have the in-person, in-office. And I'm finding and somebody that- Somebody named Alyssa that probably would feel the same. Yeah. yeah. 40s, 50s are, you know, hopping on and saying, yeah, this is great. You know, I can yeah. do all this stuff and I don't have to hop in a car and- you know, I'm ready, I'm energized, I got my therapy session out of the way, and I can conquer the world, I think, as you said. I talked to my therapist while I was flat ironing my hair two weeks ago. See? Yeah. yeah I'm Right. Yeah. It's wonderful. And, and, and we don't want to take away from the human piece of it. We're all going to want to come back together, but it's going to be a few months. I think so, too. I think so too. It for sure is. My cousin is in Italy and she's still in quarantine. Yeah. This is, yeah. you know, so Italy started before us. So we would just do the math and I've never been yeah. very good at math, but I have common sense. It's really been very beneficial to me. Yeah. So we have so many things that we can do. And that's really what this whole show was about was providing value to our community. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of people that have been asking me for tips. Yeah. Somebody has anxiety. Let's start with anxiety. Okay. I think it's very important, um, and just sort of a caveat to that, is that people that deal with anxiety and are a little bit more vulnerable to mental health issues right now, that's going to be um, increasing, okay? And that's it's very common. So don't get freaked out about that. Um, very normal. Um, but the thing that I think is helpful is maintaining a routine, okay? Getting up, you know, taking a shower, walking the dog, um, meditating, whatever you're doing, okay? Now, the second thing is keeping things in perspective. It's good to stay informed, um, but don't get sucked into the news 24-7. I mean, that's going to increase Amen. your- Amen. <laughs> And so my doctor that I interviewed yesterday, Dr. Lara, had said the same thing. You know, we can get, spend 15 minutes, I think she said, was maximum. You yeah. get your highlights, you stay awake to what's going on in the world, and then you move on. Exactly. Um, sleep and exercise are very important. Um, people say, oh, I, I can't get to the gym because the gym is closed. You can get hop on Pinterest and they have all kinds of, I did it yesterday. 
you know, um, sit up. Interesting. Um, Who knew? Okay. <laughs> yeah, they have all these in-home activities. You know, yeah. take your couch for leg lifts. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever you want to do, but avoid caffeine and substance abuse. Okay. Mm -hmm. They have Thank to be you. really, really mindful of people that have had substance abuse or dealing with substance abuse. Right now is a very crucial time because you can't go anywhere. You're isolated. So those coping skills that you had in place prior to COVID-19 aren't, you got to do something else right now. You know, so whether that's cooking a meal, I mean, you gotta, you gotta twist this around because you don't want to jump into that self-destructive behavior. And I think that's really important. Um, FaceTiming family and friends. Um, is your audio off or are you there? Sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. That's me being okay. obsessive compulsive. Okay. Good so <laughs> help, um, you know, I think it's really important to help are vulnerable, like the elderly. You know, maybe you have somebody in the neighborhood who's older. Drop off a meal. You don't have to go and, you know, drop it off outside. Yes. Um, well, you know, this this morning I was taking Charlie Brown for a walk with my husband. And I noticed that my neighbor was outside. And I turned around and I went over to the neighbor and I said, I'm, I have to make a run to Publix later really quick with my gloves. Yes. Um, is there anything that I can get for you? And after we were done and we were walking away, my husband said, I can't believe you just did that. It is because it is, it, I hate to admit this. It's unlike me to talk to a lot of people in the neighborhood. Cause I grew up, my father, you know, we didn't talk to the neighbors a lot. It's just, it's ingrained in me. I don't know what that is, but I'm listening to people like you who say, you know, now is the time to be kind. Now is the time to ask others if, we can be of service. My husband went and got, you know, ice cream for the 94 year old yes. the other night. And um, I'm FaceTiming with my parents, with Cooper in the background or Charlie Brown on FaceTime, putting in memojis, yeah. bringing light to yeah. a dark time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can't speak enough about that. You know, and even if you have young children, mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, getting on, on Zoom or letting them FaceTime or um, a play date, you know, something on Zoom, um, that's helpful for them too, because it's a tough time for them as well. I agree. We, um, um, we've been doing family karaoke on Saturday nights. I saw that. That's yeah, so it's so fun. And the best part about it is to see my, my parents and my uncles that are older we don't get to see each other like this unless it's a wedding or a funeral or a christening so we're trying to like we're trying to put the positive spin on a, a really tough time but i want to i want to thank you for those tips i also want to encourage if anybody is suffering from alcoholism drug addiction there are free references and i said this yesterday too it's uh, aa.org. They have um, international meetings. I plan on going to one in Ireland. Mm -hmm. oh. I can't get on a plane right now, but I would like nothing more than to go to an Irish meeting. And you don't have to be um, an alcoholic, a drug addict. You can go to an open meeting because we need community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I probably say this like every day. There's another great book I was talking to before about Lori Gottlieb's book. Yes. Um, about she's a therapist that wrote this great book about the there's almost like humanizing therapy, which I want to get to a little personal about you. 
Um, and this guy, his name is Johan, and he wrote a book called uh, uh, Living Connections. I can't believe I always forget the name. I forget names of everything. <laughs> but the whole thing is really about, and I'm, I'm, I hope that, I'm sure that you will understand what I'm going to say to you. When I went to see my therapist, Ben, 25 years ago, you know, I went on um, 20 milligrams of Prozac for six months, mm -hmm. and I haven't taken any medication since. Mm -hmm. Disclaimer, I'm not here to say medication is good or bad or indifferent. I have no opinions on it. Right. I just know today that I have not had to use anything for 24 years. So that should say something. Meditation, exercise, all of that. It's a routine, right? It's discipline that you have to implement. But also, I didn't realize how much I needed my community. And I had suffered from a lot of trauma. And this is a very traumatic time. That's Lost Connections, funny. that's the name of the book. I'm sorry. Lost Connections. Yeah, I highly, highly recommend it. Because yeah. the things that I heard in this book, I was like, that's exactly right. Nobody, you know, I have a doctor that I'm sure I'll have on the show because I get to be this... Um, like the guinea pig of everything. <laughs> That's awesome. Right, it is awesome. So I have mental health um, supplements that are all natural, you know, a global company. And then I have, you know, I have all this great stuff that people right. send me to use. Like this is an uh, organic, you know, sanitizer with lavender. You right. know, I have all these great things. So my point is that um, she asked me to come in for a consult and she's an integrative medicine doctor. And she asked me a question that I had never been asked before. And now of course I hear, you know, Oprah and so many people. Um, she asked me what was the most traumatic thing that ever happened to me. And like, she only knew me in business. Right. And I started like, <clears throat> here I was like, I'm showing up, I'm this professional and I'm going to help you. And I'm like, and I realized today that talking about the trauma and working through the trauma, it's not something that, you know, one of the things that drives me the craziest is I went to therapy. Mm -hmm. I got help for that. Oh, so you mean you don't need anything else? You're good yes. now? Right. I this go to therapy myself. I mean, yes. I, yeah. Is that a requirement of a therapist? Um, initially in graduate school, yeah. We have to go through psychoanalysis. And um, it's called clinical pastoral education. It's called CPE mm -hmm. when you're going through the theological track. And um, it's sort of like boot camp for therapists. They like yes. tear you down and, you know, yeah, you back up. build back up. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I think it's great. I think every healer needs a healer to talk to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I recently started back um, probably a couple of months ago when I was going through some medical issues myself, kind of finding myself going, okay, I want to make sure that this doesn't come and, you know, come up in, in therapy or that there isn't any sort of, you know, transference. I'm right. So, so talk about you, talk about what happened to you. I know that you shared a little bit with me and not to get too personal, but you called it, it was some oh, the term that you said wasn't your term. Oh, the wounded healer. Yeah. Yeah. Tell everybody about that. Um, well, I think really honestly to be a good therapist, I think you have, I don't know. I mean, you can have the book stuff. You can have clinical stuff. Um, 
academics, all of that. But I think from a personal standpoint, just going through my own stuff prior to becoming a therapist has helped me have empathy for people. I mean, I've suffered anxiety, I've suffered panic attacks, I've suffered, um, you know, too much alcoholism, all of those things. I mean, I was a re rebellious kid. I got into trouble, stole cars, did all kinds of crap. You know? I love that you're telling us this. Good for um, you. So I think having that realness, um, I deal, when I deal with my adolescents, they can tell. I mean, they can tell if somebody's been there and it's not just book knowledge. Right. And same thing with clients. They can tell. So it's pushed me, um, like I said, you know, a wounded healer, you know, helping other people through this maze, you know, and sometimes I have that complex where I don't want people to go through what I went through. I don't want them to do that. I don't want them to have that hard life. But sometimes that's the only way that you get to the other side. So true. You know, so it's going true. through that really tough, tough journey. But anyway, I've been a therapist for 30 years. I, I love it. I have, that's my passion. I love doing therapy. Um, and you're still human, right? You yeah. know, that was the stuff I remember when I moved here, um, my boyfriend had a girlfriend. It's in my book that I wrote. And um, I went to, I, and here I was with 10 years of, you know, uh, working on myself and all of this stuff. And I go to this therapist and she, she pulled out some graph, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and, I, and I looked at her and I said, oh, honey, like that was so uh, 10 years ago for me when I first stopped drinking and using drugs. Like I'm, a, I'm an advanced wackerdoodle. What yeah. else you got for me? And then I just wrote the check and I left and I never went back because I need somebody that is willing to be vulnerable with yeah. me. Yeah. The only way that people change, I mean, people change. It's not so much... Um, what you know clinically, although that helps, it's sure. the relationship that you have with the client. That's why they change because yeah. they know that you genuinely care about them. Yes, yes. You know, unconditional regard. Yeah. Yes, my therapist. I sent him my book. I haven't seen him. I hadn't seen him in twenty-five years. I heard from him nothing. And um, Alyssa, who <clears throat> I work with at my media company that you met before online not in person because we're social distancing right 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 um the email came when i was with her and i couldn't read it i was like just the ugly cry right away because it meant so much that he had read it and that he was still okay and that you know he was so happy to hear he was my dad's um eap counselor mm -hmm. so i mean even in, even in businesses, you know, I just don't understand how corporate doesn't understand how vital it would be to have a therapist on board. You know, I came up with this, uh, well, it's not so crazy, but I worked with a lot of aesthetic clients for a while. And I said, you know, if you really want to help people, doctor, bear with me, it'd be really great if you had like I don't know, a therapist or a, a health coach mm -hmm. that they could, if they keep coming back to look like they get stuck in a roller coaster, somebody might want to intervene. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, the physical affects the psychological and the psychological affects, affects the physical. Amen. Yeah, so it's yeah. a really good point. That's great, yeah. Yeah, well, nobody took me up on it. Maybe they will now if they watch the show. But yeah. I'm telling you, like, if we really want to uh, make an impact right now, if we really want to bring some light to this world, we need to become more real. Absolutely. And and share the stuff that you were so just courageous to say, hey, you know, I mean, I drank and I, I had panic attacks. You know how many people want to hear that a therapist has had a panic attack? or has suffered from anxiety yeah. we're like yeah oh my god because you know and it, it, it goes through it so well in that book that i mentioned how um the comfort of somebody saying yes me too you know that's why that movement was so effective because we want identification yeah when we pull up to the professional therapist's office you know on our first time and we're supposed to be completely candid and vulnerable right Right. It's almost like, what the hell? Who came up with this bullshit concept? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how do you disarm people? How, you know, how do you go, it's okay to be, you know, I've used this tactic in business my whole life, having employees. I'm like, listen, I remember when I sat at the front desk and I answered the phone and human beings were mean to me. Yeah. Just, you know, I would hit, I would hit holds. I would take a breath. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. not you. You can't take it personally. You know, we need to encourage employees to get help. We need to encourage mental health days. Yeah. You know, take a nap. You know, call in anxious instead of call in sick. Because you know how right. many people are calling in anxious, but they're saying they're sick? Yeah. I'm going to call in depressed today. Fantastic. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. Wouldn't right. I mean, we have an opportunity now to change the conversation around mental health. Absolutely. And I think we are, um, with COVID-19, I think with your talk <clears throat> and I thank you for this because okay. I think it is helping and we can get it out there and help to destigmatize. Yes. And that's really what we're trying to do. Right. And Let's show people yes. it's okay. Let's teach our children that you talking to a therapist is actually a good thing. I was listening to a podcast yesterday and the lady said, Who um, is it? What's the podcast? Um, I couldn't think of a name, you know, that memory mm -hmm. loss. Um, I can't think of her name, but she's a physician. And she said that um, it's more important, and you probably, people have heard this before, it's more important to focus on kids' emotional health rather than their academic, academics. I mean, seriously. I was like, yeah. Because yeah. if you don't have your emotional health, your academics are going to go down. I know who you're talking Good. about. I can't remember her name either, but we'll put it in the notes <clears throat> of the show. Okay. Because I like to put out resources. Um, I did have a, a question came in for you about um, how do we talk to our kids about COVID-19? I think you need to make it as real as you can without alarming them um, and age appropriate. Right. I want to preface that age appropriate. Um, but if you're walking around fearful all the time and afraid, you know, like chicken little, the sky's falling, the sky's falling. I mean, that kid's going to pick up on that. I talk about this all the time with clients is that, you know, your family of origin, what was the environment like? Did your mom suffer with anxiety? Did your dad? 
Is it genetic, you know, is there a genetic predisposition or an environmental piece? And typically it's both. So if you're anxious, you're gonna pass that on to your kid. So keeping things as normal as you can and giving them activities to play, um, you know, take that time to do stuff with them physically. Yes. You know, go for a walk with them. Um, yeah. do and stuff. be honest with them, right? Exactly. And I love that you started with that because, you know, we don't give them enough credit, these kids. They are so smart. I, um, Brene Brown just put out a podcast, which I, I highly recommend to everybody. Um, I had been resisting I love her. Brene. I love her too, but I was resisting <clears throat> because I was like, oh, vulnerable, honey. I've been vulnerable all my life. But, I know. Really, but really and truly, I love what she has been saying. And she's a real straight shooter. And she has helped me in how I deliver my information to Cooper. Um, He knows that I'm going to tell him the truth all the time. But he knows that I only care. I don't get, well, I will say, I don't give a shit about this homeschooling right now. Because now the entire education system has figured out that he only needs to go on a Zoom call for an hour a day. Yeah. Great. The entire world is going to be disrupted yes. by this. Yes. yes. And although I'm not saying education is bad, I don't want to hear it. Okay. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we live in a world, this is 2020 now. Mm-hmm. You know, when I couldn't connect to my beach body this morning, even though I don't love the name of that company, uh, my workout, mm-hmm. I went on YouTube. Yeah. If I want to learn how to become a rocket scientist, no, I'm kidding. You know, I, there's every there's so much information out there. We have to really take this time to change how we're doing things. And we as parents have a great opportunity or just as leaders or mentors to say, you know what? The only thing that actually matters is that you're kind to people. Absolutely. Yeah, compassion. If you, you know, <clears throat> I always tell my parents, your greatest parenting skill is to teach your kid compassion. I, amen. You're so right. And I don't, I don't think we need to go any further than that. I, I might want to call you back for a part two. Okay. Sounds because good. it was so like you reached out and I was like, boom, we're doing this. And I know that I'm going to have questions and I want to be able to help the community. And because you, you know, this is how I roll everybody. You reached out and I was like, I like this woman. I've never met her, but she's always been supportive of me and, and we don't even know each other. We don't want anything from each other, but to help others. Absolutely. That's how it's going to continue to roll. I promise you that, that I'm going to only bring you people that I feel are, are spiritually connected to a, a greater source. And that is to pass on this wonderful humanity and compassion through this temporary new normal. And I hope that everybody reaches out. We will have all of your information so people can figure out how they can jump on a telehealth teletherapy call with you and um and i appreciate you so much for for joining us today yeah sharon could i share a few phone numbers because yes domestic violence is skyrocketing right now yes lizette campos will really appreciate this from you right now okay so i mean these days can be really um difficult and i think asking for help right now is brave and so i want to just pass on some numbers Please. Um, And we'll we'll also put it in the comments. So you'll share that with me after the show. Go ahead. Do you want me to say it? No, no, no. Go ahead. Say them. 
Um, suicide prevention number is 1-800-273-8255. Substance abuse mental health helpline is 1-800-662-4357. Domestic violence hotline is 1-800-799-7233. And you can crisis text line at capital hello. You just write the word hello in caps or 274-1741. And we encourage the community if you have other resources, because this is like, you know, I'm doing a daily show, I'm running two businesses, I got a stepson and a dog and a husband and my parents <laughs> in the corner. Uh, I promise you that I am not associated with any one organization. This is for the community. We're all in this together. Amen. I'm so grateful to you and um, I will be in touch and we will put all of your information and thank you so much for doing this today with me. Yeah. It means the world. Everybody's going to be watching at 530. Take a breath. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. You are so yeah. welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. God bless and stay safe, Sharon. Stay safe. Stay safe. Right. Bye. Bye.